Welcome to A First Perspective with Victoria. I'm so excited to be able to share these conversations with you all, whether I'm sitting down with friends I've known my entire life, mentors that I look up to, or just people who have unique experiences and interesting perspectives on everything that's going on in the world today. I'm so grateful to be able to sit down with these people and share their stories and share their opinions and just be able to have fun with everything. As the title of the podcast suggests, this is all about seeing everything from a new perspective and learning more about other people's perspectives. So it's important to listen with an open mind and a willingness to see things from other people's points of view. And I hope that along the way you are able to either learn something new about what's going on in the world today or to understand something a little bit better that maybe you didn't know too much about. Either way, I hope you enjoy and thank you so much for listening. Zero. (laughs) I haven't even looked. Um, I don't know. Should we get on Instagram live and be like, what should we talk about in our podcast right now? Which of our friends that are unemployed and are, or even employed, but are on social media right now can tell us what they There's probably like at least five people that would respond instantly. (laughs) Don't you think? And you could probably name those people too. For legal reasons, I won't be naming them. (laughs) We don't want to get sued. Okay, so here we are episode two of season two back with everyone's all-star favorite guest leah lane all-star you know it's my goal to be the number one person featured on your podcast well as of today you will be once this episode posts you'll technically have been in four episodes because you and carissa were part two-parters oh yeah i forgot that we were a two-parter yeah lucky us so crazy so here we are Chilling in your living room because of COVID and COVID mid supposed to be. Are we supposed to be quarantining still? Um, I don't think I, yeah, I think you're not supposed to be like doing unnecessary things. Like my trip here is not necessary, except it is for kind of like mentally necessary. Yeah. For my mental health, I definitely needed to get out of San Diego and out of my apartment primarily. I don't know how you quarantined for so long. Because you quarantined, like, at least twice as long as I did. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't quarantine, I stopped quarantine is because I had to go to work, like, physically go What's to What's work? Office. I don't, I don't know what that it's is. It's this thing where we, I have to leave my house in order to, like, oh. go make money. Oh. And I'm, I don't get an allowance, like, I think Rob gives you an allowance. Um, no, that's so funny you say that, because I have a job. That I have to work 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, and I don't get paid for it. Wow, that that seems like you may work harder than I do. Some people named Rob thinks that I get at least half his paycheck, but I would have to disagree (laughs) with that statement. Um. Yeah, so I do have a question, because I was thinking about this, Mm because we've been talking a lot about being married. Um, It's the best. Is it? Like, uh, how does it feel different than just dating someone? Or, like, being, like, when he's your boyfriend versus your husband, like, what, like... I think the level of commitment is different. Well, I would hope so. Because I feel like when it's your boyfriend, like, 
in the back of your head like you know you could just like leave yeah like okay it's just my boyfriend like we could break up there's no like legal ties yeah we don't share fine well like we didn't we don't share finances we don't we didn't live together so it's like okay we break up I don't say not a big deal but yeah Yeah. like you just break up and you can go your separate ways yeah well once you're married and then like your finances are intertwined or you're like in my situation where you don't work and then you have kids it's just like a totally different yeah ball game and I think us not living together before we got married Mm -hmm. when we actually got married it was different because we we didn't live together yeah I feel like but I also feel like it's so like it's such a risk to marry someone that you've never lived together with like you guys were different because you did spend a lot of time together like staying at each other's houses yeah but there are like people who don't do that and then get married and it's like you don't know if you're compatible living together like living with a roommate is hard enough sometimes Mm -hmm. let alone like marrying that person and they like can't go away and you have to share a room with them yeah or like what if you guys just do things completely opposite and well I think that us not living together and then living together was hard because we obviously lived separate houses but we had roommates so we never fully like lived on our own Mm -hmm. and then we moved in together it was totally different because it was both of our own spaces. Yeah. But then we had to like also at the same time, like make it our own. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, things like the way I wash dishes, like he never really noticed that because I wasn't doing that for him or laundry or folding clothes. Like he would do his own laundry. I do mine. And then we get married and it's like, well, one person can just do it we both don't and it's like well you fold my clothes weird yeah or why do you hang them up this way yeah or why are your hangers different colors yeah <laughs> like little just little <laughs> things like that yeah weird. I just feel like it's so difficult to live with other people and you and I lived together for so long that like I feel like we lived together really well partly because you I were never, never home, home. <laughs> but also just because like I don't know just because we had a different friendship and so it's really hard living with someone that you are friends with but not like super close with but not a complete stranger with but I think like you said it worked out because I was never home yeah and then like when I was home it was like sleepover fun like let's go do something or let's go to the gym or go get donuts or well and especially for both of us growing up as primarily like the only children in the house like it was interesting having someone else our age to live with and see well yeah and and it's like that's kind of like when you get married like when we first moved into moved in together like we were both so used to like having our own spaces and then we had to like learn how to like cohabitate yeah I don't say like deal with each other but like everyone has their own little things yeah and then you have to like just figure it out so I think kind of like for me the biggest difference between being boyfriend girlfriend and being married was living together yeah but I feel like we were able to like adjust very quickly yeah because we had no choice yeah like it happened so fast that's so interesting because technically you lived with me and rob oh yeah i did for we, like three we weeks. switched rooms mm-hmm. i forgot that we did that you lived with us for like three weeks yeah until we left we switched rooms and you guys got the master bedroom i forgot that so we annoying did that. because we literally moved three weeks later yeah. like all over again that is so funny i totally forgot that we did that 
because wow. we were never home we were all on like such opposite schedules yeah I don't think we ever really even saw each other yeah well because that's when you were working you had that job and you would leave super early uh-huh. in the morning and he was still at the casino yeah and like finishing up school mm-hmm. and stuff that's and so then you crazy. worked you worked downtown so you yeah. were always leaving early and then usually you'd like go do something after go to the gym yeah so we were all getting home like late and we just mm-hmm. never even like saw each other yeah Wow, what a time. I literally forgot that we all lived together. Was it was like literally only three weeks. It was like a blip on my radar, apparently. That was fun times. It was fun times. Do you remember when we lived at the house on Bradley and Rob came over and we forgot to unlock the door and he jumped on our balcony and scared <laughs> us? <laughs> because the door no. was Do you don't remember that? Why don't I remember? Oh, wait, yes, I he, do. He like hopped the little wall and jumped on the balcony yeah. and was like, ah! And we just got scared. <laughs> what a concept. Like, rather than call us to or be like. just knock on the door yeah, like the a normal door. person. Yeah. But he was mad at us because we so didn't unlock the door for him. decided to scare us. Oh, my God. I remember when we lived in that house, too, and we realized that our friend Alicia's boyfriend's house was on fire. <laughs> well, I remember laying in bed and like I we heard, see, I, heard, I heard sirens yeah. and I could see, like, the red lights flashing. And I'm like, what's going on? Because we were about to go to bed. Yeah. And then we, like, went outside and we're like, oh, my gosh, like, Brad's house is on fire. <laughs> like, we better call Alicia. And I think he was sleeping. Yeah. I don't e- I really don't remember what happened. I just remember we walked outside and we saw it was his house and we were like, oh, my God, we need to notify people. Like, <laughs> like that was our duty or something. <laughs> like, they probably, like, they had no idea. Like, no one. No one na- told them. <laughs> neighbors hadn't called them. <laughs> we had to be the bearer of bad news at, like, 10 o'clock God. on a Tuesday night. We're such good people. Like, we're such good Samaritans. We kn- I don't think we would have done that if we didn't know. Well, I think she was also really confused why we were calling her at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday yeah because we don't talk on the phone with Alicia I don't really talk on the phone with anybody besides you and maybe like my sister but that's just because I don't have a choice I talk to you on the phone because sometimes it's just too long to text Mm -hmm. um Rob's friends that I have become friends with are phone talkers yeah so I've had to learn to talk on the phone with them I feel like when I call someone on the phone like it's like a serious matter like everyone gets like we concerned. talk on the phone and you still get concerned when I call you. Well, yeah, but I also get text messages like, hey, call me when you can. And it's just <laughs> no context whatsoever. So then I see that and I freak out. And then like 10 seconds later, it's like that sounded way more serious than it actually well, because is. Because, you know, I'm a total like, LOL, ha ha ha, exclamation point type of texter. Hey, call me on your lunch. Like, what? What happened? Like, I'll start. I should be like, call me on your lunch exclamation point and then you won't be as scared I would probably still be scared because otherwise you would just call me well because I would just call you anytime during the day but I know that you're busy so you respect my business hours it's so kind of you unlike other people that think that I can text all day there's like a good thing and a bad thing about being able to text all day what's the good thing that like if you're bored then you can like text people (laughs) and like have something to do okay but then like sometimes you just don't want to talk to people 
I never want to talk to people. Because, like, during quarantine, like, the first few weeks, I just, like, didn't want to talk to anybody. See, I was the opposite. The first couple of weeks, I wanted to talk to everybody. I was FaceTiming everybody. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's Zoom this weekend. Well, because I think we only thought it was going to be, like, two weeks. Yeah, like, I thought it was going to be, like, spring break. Yeah, like, like, oh, just a little break from each other. Yeah, and then after, like, my fifth weekend in a row of doing a Zoom happy hour, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know why. Like, I just didn't really like want to talk to people like I wasn't mad at anybody I wasn't like I don't know it was just like it's just like a time to like get away from everything yeah because no one was doing anything it's not like oh I'm missing out on this or I'm missing out on that like it was just nice to just have like know that like all my friends are at home everyone's Mm -hmm. safe everyone's fine nothing's happening like I'm just gonna like chill out yeah and I was very early pregnant, and I was just, like, tired and didn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, that might have something to do with it. It's interesting because it's, like, everyone's, like, yeah, COVID has allowed us to take things slow and, like, you know, like, not rush through things and all this stuff. Like, we've really been able to take the time to relax and stuff. And I'm, like, I don't – I don't – Yes and no. But I'm also just really bored. Yeah, it's boring. Like – being stuck at home with a two-year-old, like, two-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah. And being pregnant, like, like very early pregnant, like, sick pregnant. And, like, you don't even want to, like, go outside because it's like, don't do this. Don't go anywhere. And you just, like, don't know what to believe. Like, am I going to go outside and, like, COVID's floating in the air? Like, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. You know? And so I just felt like we're just stuck in the house. And I'm not a person to just stay at home yeah so for me it was kind of a a nice little break to like not have to go to San Diego not have to have people over not have to like go make plans like it was like the first time I feel like in a really long time that it was just like an excuse to like not do anything yeah and I haven't had that like ever yeah but it was still like I remember like like the first night I found out they were shutting everything down like, I had a doctor's appointment that day, and mm-hmm. it was, like, super stressful because, like, you go up, and they're like, do you have a fever? Are you coughing? <laughs> There's, like, ten doctors at the front door. You yeah. can only go in this store. You can't bring anybody with you. Yeah. Like, don't touch anything. Wash your hands. And it's like, oh, okay. It's so like, overwhelming. Like, I just want to get to my first appointment, which is already, like, scary enough. Yeah. And then you get up there, and, like, everywhere you go, they're questioning you. Yeah. Like, do you have these symptoms? no okay by the way like your husband can't come with you to any of your appointments and your appointments are probably just gonna be on the telephone and so it was just like super stressful and so I got home that night and then I hear that it was when the basketball also like got like remember when like basketball games got canceled oh yeah why you would remember that you probably weren't watching I mean I don't remember but I remember when all the sports got canceled and everyone freaked out yeah I think that was like the night before so it was like things had slowly started so like my parents were supposed to come visit for the weekend and then the governor shut everything down that afternoon and then my parents were like oh we're not coming and I just had this like mental breakdown because I was just like today was like the worst day and it was supposed to be happy like yeah. we got to see our baby and then like everything's shutting down and like my parents were being all in my head at the moment like being all crazy and there was just like no end in sight it's so, like those first two weeks I was like okay two weeks I can do this mm-hmm. so that's what like into April-ish. Yeah. And then it was like, 
okay, things aren't opening at least till the end of April. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden it was like probably the end of May. Yeah. But after a while, you do just get used to it. Yeah, definitely. I remember I was out, I was doing grocery shopping when like the announcement Mm -hmm. went out. And I just remember like I was literally walking through like an aisle at Target and I heard overheard somebody say like the governor just issued a stay at home order. So I start panicking because yeah, like, what does that mean? I'm too? in a store like I've never heard that word before ever. So I was just or that term and I was just like, does this mean that I get to check out? Like, do I have to leave right now? Like what? Well, is this like an emergency shutdown? Like, yeah. You can't leave? Like, are they going to announce something on the PA system? Like, I'm just trying to <laughs> like, do my shopping. Well, it's like, you, like, are these sirens going to go off? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? So it's just, it's nothing like what all the movies and the TV shows well, say the end I of the world is going to be, be like. Like yeah. a movie, like, like the streets are bare and there's yeah. like trash, I mean, you know, rolling across and tumbleweeds. And I will say, I... I'm still judging and I hate all the people that panic bought and got rid and bought all the toilet paper and the paper towels. I was so it annoyed. It was so unnecessary. And I don't know why, like, oh, there's a pandemic, so I need to buy all this toilet paper. Like, I don't understand the reasoning behind it. Well, because a couple of days before it, everything got shut down, that was like a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in San Diego the weekend before and they had kind of like... We had gone to Helix that Friday, and then Saturday is when they, like, shut all the yeah. restaurants down. And then Sunday, I was coming home, and I got with my friend Lindsay, and I was like, I heard about how everyone's panic buying. There's, like, nothing at the stores. And so her and I were like, we should probably, like, let's go try to go to Costco. Mm-hmm. So we went to Costco. Like, thankfully, I found most of what I needed, but I've never seen shelves so empty. Yeah. And then we went to, because I still needed more stuff, so we went to Albertsons. Still, like, all the bread was gone, all the rice and beans. Like, since when is everyone eating rice and beans and bread all the time? So then we went to Walmart. I had never seen Walmart. Like, it was creepy. Yeah. Like, eerie. Like, shelves were empty. People were just, like, grabbing whatever they could. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And then, yeah, four days later is when they shut everything down. Yeah, it was just so crazy. Like, and then I found myself panic buying too when there would be stuff because it's like, like oh, toilet paper, better grab yeah, it. Yeah, I, I need to grab it now mm-hmm. because what if I come back when I actually need it, mm-hmm. you know? And like, it's just me. Like, I don't go through toilet well, paper. You had to go to my parents' house. To yeah, get toilet paper. I literally ended up having to go to your parents' house to get toilet paper because I was like, oh no, I should be good for another two weeks. Yeah. There, there will be some, and there wasn't. And I was just like, hey, Lisa. I can honestly say that we have not had to buy toilet paper. Wow. Even before. I haven't bought toilet paper since, like, January. Because you get it at Costco? hmm And yeah. we still have, like, six rolls left, which should last us at least another couple months. Yeah. So, I don't know if ever anyone else can say they made it through 2020 without having to <laughs> panic buy toilet, buy toilet paper. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was the most frustrating part, was just watching everyone panic buy stuff and just like but it's also like I understand because we've never gone through this before and they like no one knew but it's like if this happens again is everyone gonna panic buy again because that's what we did last time probably like we didn't but everybody else did probably like because I saw it happen again recently like it wasn't nearly as bad but like when cases started to rise again yeah things were starting to get crazy again yeah all of a sudden there was like a line at Costco yeah and I'm like I didn't grocery shop for at least 
all of April and all of May. Mm-hmm. Like, Rob did all of our grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. And then once I finally started going out is when things slowed down. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was no lines or anything. And then I went to Costco, like, two weeks ago. And I think it was, like, right after things started shutting down again. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there's, like, this big line. And I had to, like, sit and wait for it. Yeah. And it's, like, 100 degrees where I'm at. Yeah. I'm, like, in my mask. I have my toddler. Yeah. I'm seven months pregnant. Yeah. And I'm, like, dying of heat stroke. I'm, yeah. like, I just want to get into Costco and get the couple things I need. Yeah. It's just so crazy. So it's also crazy because you're obviously pregnant right now, which it's not a Corin baby. It's not. It's not a Corona baby. It's not. Um, although there are a lot of our friends and people that Some we know. Some say it is a Corona baby because the coronavirus was already in the United States. I mean, it was, but, but it's, it's not, not a quarantine baby. Yeah. It's not like you got knocked up during. No, it was pre-quarantine. Yeah. Because you literally, I think you were you were pregnant when we were at Disneyland, so you definitely should have been on those rides. Yeah, like, it was definitely pre-quarantine. <laughs> um, yeah, being pregnant during a pandemic is very stressful. Well, and so it also must be raising your other child already, mm-hmm. like, because, like, what you were saying, like, you guys don't usually stay home, like... It was really hard for her. Yeah. Like, she's very social, and she likes to go see her friends, mm-hmm. and she likes to go to the store and ride in the car, And those first two weeks of us just staying home, like, Mm -hmm. her not seeing her Mimi, um, how do you explain to, like, an almost three-year-old what's going on? How do you explain it to most kids? Exactly. Like, Like, she doesn't know. Yeah. And so I will say she did get used to it, but then it was kind of sad that she got used to it. Yeah. And that's the one thing, too, is, like, I feel like for the foreseeable future, even as things reopen, I think masks are going to be the standard like Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be enforced for a long time until there's a vaccine or something that people can take yeah um and so it's just going to be so interesting to see like these kids who don't have a real memory before it to Mm -hmm. grow up with masks well it's funny or not even funny but like my daughter asks for her mask Mm -hmm. like she sees us wearing hers and she wants like she wanted to wear it this morning yeah and I'm just like no. Yeah. <laughs> because you, she doesn't technically have to wear hers all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm lucky that I don't, she wants to wear it yeah. and I don't have to fight her on it. But, like, if she were to fight me on it, I wouldn't make her wear it. Yeah. Because she doesn't know. Like, yeah. And with all the statistics of kids, like, we've talked about this, but who knows? Everything's all messed up. Who knows what to believe? Like, yeah. as far as I have seen, kids her age aren't. The, the amount of kids her age getting it is so minimal yeah. that, like, to me, I'm not going to force her to wear this mask. Yeah. Well, and it's not like she's, like, out with a bunch of other random no. kids all the time. Touching or, like, things, putting yeah. her finger. Like, she's not at that age where she's, like, licking things and yeah. touching things. Like, she's... Like, she gets stuff on her hand and she gets grossed out by it. Well, she, she wants, wants to go off. wash her yeah. hands. Like, we get in the car and she wants, like, her um, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like, so... I'm just not worried about it with yeah. her. And maybe I should be. Like, I've gotten mask shamed <laughs> being pregnant and not wearing my mask. Oh but my I guess I have just chosen to try to be as careful as possible, but without stressing myself out. Yeah. I just, I hate shaming people. I hate shaming people that I'm, f- I hate seeing people I know get shamed. I hate 
seeing people I don't know get shamed. I just think it's all so dumb because it's like, no, no one is perfect. No one has all the answers. No one is doing everything right 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, what does you not wearing a mask or wearing a mask affect that person? Like, I could understand if you were out, like, socializing. And, like, there are people that I have unfollowed because, like, they're out at parties and stuff like that. And just being irresponsible and not taking it seriously. But it's, like, the fact that you do wear a mask tells me that you do take it seriously. But it's also, at some point, like, you can't... Like, you also have a toddler. Like, you can't just stay at home no. every day, all day. And I did that for a while. Yeah. And then, like, mentally, it's exhausting to never leave your house. Mm-hmm. Like, the only time I'd get out of the house was if I would ride with Rob to the grocery store. Yeah. And then we'd have to sit in the car. Yeah. And then she wants to get out of the car because it's the store. Yeah. And again, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just... but I can't isolate myself my entire pregnancy yeah like I am careful Mm -hmm. I wear my mask at one point like the county that I live in did not require it so I stopped wearing it Mm -hmm. because it wasn't required if I went to a store Mm -hmm. and it said you need your mask okay I'm gonna put my mask on yeah if I was sick or coughing I'll put my mask on yeah but also I just follow what the rules are. Yeah. And the rule at the time was you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. So I stopped wearing it. Now yeah. I have to. So I wear it. Yeah. But then I almost like passed out the other day from wearing it. So it's yeah. just kind of like a, you know, some people want to be like, well, you're pregnant. You should just stay home. But it's not realistic. It's not realistic. And it's just, I just. Like I said, no one has gone through, none of us have gone through something like this before. We don't know when it's going to end. We don't know what mm-hmm. it's going to be like when it does end. You know, I just feel like it's unrealistic to think, like, we're humans. Like, mm-hmm. we're not meant to be, like, isolated in, like, a way and not socializing with yeah. our friends and our family. And, you know, there I have some friends who, like, were being so cautious they weren't even seeing their family and like that was having a mental toll on them and it's like I'm not gonna judge you for seeing your family like if I was close with my family I would go see them yeah if I was living in San Diego when this was going on Mm -hmm. I still would have seen my parents yeah and I wouldn't judge anybody for that because it's just like I understand like if you like for me like my friends are my family so not seeing my friends was much harder on me than it was not seeing my family yeah but I know that's not the case for everybody and so it's like if you want to see your family like you should be able to go see your family and not feel guilty or not be worried about if your friends or people who aren't even your friends are going to judge you on social media and like just like honestly if you don't want anybody to know don't post it but also it doesn't matter yeah I I feel like I'm past the point in life where I really care what other people think about me yeah and I don't know if that's just like a oh as you get older you just don't care Mm -hmm. um but like watching people on social media this year like I deleted mine for a while Mm -hmm. because I was just like I'm so sick of people Mm -hmm. like you do like I just like tired of people telling me what to do Mm -hmm. like who are you to tell me do this do that blah 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 like 
no like if you if you feel that way and that's what you want to do then that's your prerogative but stop telling everybody they need to do this this and this and stop trying to shame them Mm -hmm. or guilt them for handling things differently than how you handle it Mm -hmm. like I don't think there's very many people that I associate myself with that like don't think COVID is real Mm -hmm. and like that it's not affecting and killing people but it's like and killing like people dying is bad and not good and it's not something that like I would wish upon anybody but I also understand the other side of it of people not for their own mental health not being able to stay home and quarantine mm-hmm. themselves anymore like there's a fine line and I think as long as you're being safe and washing your hands and wearing your mask and like social distancing as much as possible I think the only way to like move forward is to con- try to do the things you enjoy doing but just modified yeah and everything's basically modified now anyways yeah and I think that that's the hard part is just people judging everybody and I'm just like judge me yeah like I know that I'm being safe I know that I'm being cautious I'm not out if I'm sick I would not go around people if I knew someone was sick I would not go around them we have to eventually get back to normal yeah or a a new type of normal because I don't think anything's it's not going to be normal like it used to be yeah but we have to adjust to what it is and I don't think staying home and quarantining forever is going to do anybody any good agreed because I think the reason because when I recorded my first episode back I was talking a lot about COVID and how like I had followed the stay-at-home order like Almost exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. literally left my house to go to Palm Springs with five other people. Like, was not... So, like, not seeing anybody. Was literally only going out to get groceries and, like, coming straight home and everything. But since then, like, since I recorded that episode, I had gone back to work physically in Mm -hmm. an office in a communal workspace. And, like, I really feel like that has helped me and like feel more comfortable going out when they give you a different perspective of like oh wow everyone hasn't been able to stay home yeah and people had to go to work and still kind of live like this normal life and like with my situation like I stayed home but like Rob had to go to work yeah and so we never were able to fully quarantine because Rob was still working yeah and then watching it like change his job and financially affect us mm-hmm. was really hard too to where I was just like we need to open everything up because mm-hmm. me- for like our mental our financial like our family like mm-hmm. being quarantined and everything being closed down was like not working for us yeah because his hours got cut but he couldn't get on unemployment yeah and so we're making less money but we knew that in the long run him having a job keeping his job mm-hmm. was going to be the best situation yeah because it could be like oh he could get laid off and we can get all this money on unemployment yeah well unemployment's gonna run out and he's not gonna have a job yeah so we kind of just had to deal with it but like being financially affected by it was really hard yeah and like I think like you said like it helped me to realize that people have had to continue their normal lives mm-hmm. 
but it's also like at the end of the day I still don't think like I'm still not like going out and hanging out with groups of people yeah. and like I you know like when the restaurants and everything reopened in San Diego and that one bar reopened and they did not follow any county guidelines and I saw people I knew that were there that ended literally up were on the news that were we on know. the news and this restaurant you know the bar slash restaurant mainly a bar but it sells food so that's how they qualified as a restaurant like had to shut down again and it's like I don't feel bad for you like I do like you know I do understand like the bartenders and the servers like need to make money but also it's like just follow the but you have to follow the rules still like there's rules for a reason even if you disagree with them Mm -hmm. like I totally get like I personally think some of them are ridiculous yeah but if it helps us to be able to open things up then let's just do it yeah like I don't think that the government's, like, taking away our rights by, like, you know, okay, we have to be six feet apart at a restaurant or there has to be this or that. Like, yeah. is it really that bad that restaurants are, like, ten times cleaner than they used to be? Like, no. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I feel more comfortable going to restaurants now than I did before. Yeah. Because everything's clean. You see them cleaning. Yeah. Most restaurants, <laughs> they're wearing masks and gloves and following the guidelines. And I feel safer at them. Yeah. So just a little bit on that. So I won't name the city or the restaurant, but so I'm visiting Leah. And so last night we decided we were going to go to dinner Um, and she's the only person that I would ever go out to a restaurant to or with during this time. And she knows that um, mainly because she's pregnant. So we can't really do anything else besides eat. eat. Well, that's all we like to do anyways. Um, And so we were going to go somewhere else and the wait was super long. So we're like, okay, we'll go to another place. So we walk in, and, like, as we're walking in... So I was under the impression that they had only outdoor dining. Yes. Because obviously right now in California, everything's outdoor dining, at least in all the counties that we're surrounded by. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this place has outdoor dining. We walk up, sweet, look, there's the patio, there's outdoor dining, perfect. So, yeah, we're getting out of the car, and the first thing she notices is that there's this guy also getting out of his car and he's dressed like he's working out, like he's getting ready for a workout. And then we look and in the shopping center, there's a gym and she goes, what are the chances that gym is open? And I like in my head, I'm like, there's no way, like it's illegal. Cause we only like, saw one guy. So we were kind of like, Oh, maybe he's like the, the owner, owner yeah. or he works there and they're letting him go. Yeah. Well then we see like three or four other people getting out of their cars, like dressed in their gym clothes. Yeah. And so like, we don't like, we see these people go in there, but like, I don't really think anything of it. And like the windows are super tinted. So they're probably like that all the time mm-hmm. to keep it cool inside. But it's just like, but you wouldn't ever know. Cause it doesn't look open on the outside no, because they're like the sign to this gym. Like, I don't think there really is one. Yeah. Like, I think you just know, like, where the people were entering, yeah, there's no sign. Yeah, so there is a sign like farther away. Yeah, but with everything being so tinted, like you don't know if it's yeah. open or and, not. Yeah, and like the entrance is at a weird place. Yeah. Like it's not on like the front of the building. It's like kind of on the mm-hmm. side. And so I was just like, that's so crazy. People are walking into the gym. So as I'm focused on this gym being open, I open up the doors to this restaurant that we thought we were just gonna go to the patio. Yeah, and so I open up the doors, and me and Leah are in our masks. And I, I kid you not, it felt like a movie when, like, you open a door and everyone, it goes silent and everyone just looks at you and turns to look at you. Not one single person was wearing a mask. And the entire indoor dining area was packed with people. It was. I will say the tables were spaced six Yes, feet. everything was spaced. 
they didn't have anything on the tables like salt pepper yeah um utensils like most restaurants will already have ready for you they didn't but it was just so crazy like the bar was like open like there was bartenders there were servers the servers were not wearing masks which was just so crazy to me yeah it was just quite the experience so but they were very nice they were very nice the food was good but it was just so it was an intense experience especially for me because I've literally gone to one restaurant in the past five months, and the other restaurant was very by the book. And as we're sitting there, we're seeing people go to the gym still. So this place that we were in, we will not name, everything's just open. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, it was so crazy, too. So then we, like, leave, and as we were leaving, I saw one guy walk in with a mask, but it was less busy. So like not everyone stared at him, but but everybody stared at us. everybody stared at us. And then so as we were leaving, I saw the guy with the one like the one guy with the mask. And then we were walking past the gym. And so it's darker now. So you can kind of see in mm-hmm. every machine was being used. was being used. And it was it was so crazy. Like, I'm still shocked by well, this even experience. Today we were. <laughs> Speaking of the gym, trying to go find donuts. (laughs) And so we're driving around this town and there's nail salons open and there's hair salons open and nobody seems to be worried. And it's crazy because you think of like California, like it just doesn't seem like this kind of stuff would be happening, happening in California. I get that a lot of people don't like the governor right now, but it's just like. I would expect to find this, like, in other states. Like, more conservative states. Yeah. But this, is a, this town we're speaking of it's is a pretty very cons- conservative little town. And it's just one of those things where, like, we made a joke. Like, even if we told on them, Nothing the police would wouldn't care because the police probably go there regularly. It's a very small town where everyone who's lived there has lived there forever. They all know each Everybody other. Everybody knows each other. They all went to the same high school all their kids are friends like their parents are all friends so it's like this weird little movie town yeah and that's just like I don't agree that this gym and this restaurant were completely open like I don't agree with it I understand like I'm okay with like the outdoor dining but I just, I'm even okay kind of with the indoor dining. I would have felt more comfortable if the server had been wearing a mask. Like, I think that I, <clears throat> I understand why these places are open mm-hmm. because the shutdown has been so back and forth. Like people have businesses to run. Mm-hmm. They have employees that need to get paid that probably don't want to be in unemployment. Like if you... I think there's a lot of people out there that are enjoying this unemployment Mm -hmm. and that's their prerogative. But I think a lot of people want to be working and making money. Yeah. And so I understand in a sense of why they are open. Yeah. They need to make money. Their employees need to make money. Totally. However, if you're going (laughs) to defy the orders, at least follow the guidelines. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if you guys want to remain open on the inside, I mean, I sat there, I ate there, but, like, put your mask on, put your gloves on. Yeah. And then it wouldn't be as bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I still felt comfortable. I didn't feel weird. Um, I felt weird because it's so not normal right now. Yeah, not because I'm like, ew, it's so gross. I'm going to get COVID. But, like, I'm not used to just seeing this 
total defiance of what's happening. Yeah. And of course I didn't have my phone with me and I wish that I had (laughs) had my phone because I wanted to document it because I feel like the people that I'm really close with, like we followed the orders so well that like it, that would have like broke the internet. (laughs) I think that it was in a way for me, it felt kind of nice because I'm like, okay, this reminds me of like what life used to be like. Yeah. And people weren't being like, don't touch me, like, stay away, like, wearing their mask, like, it was just so nice to just kind of feel normal for, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, it was just the craziest experience. It was really surreal, but, like, personally, it just was like, oh, this is what life used to be like, like, I miss this. It was just so weird. I still can't get over the gym. Like, the gym thing bothers me more than the restaurant thing. Because gyms are gross. Because gyms are never really clean. Like, I belong to one gym that I think is the cleanest gym I've ever gone to but I also went to like a bodybuilder gym that literally defied the same orders Mm -hmm. from the governor and had to shut down and had cases of COVID and just like I just feel like I feel the same way like if you are going to try to stay open to keep your employees Mm -hmm. employed and to help them make an income and everything I support that because I know a lot of people who are self-employed and Mm -hmm. have had to take the risks but there's just different precautions that you should be taking but yeah take the precautions and prove to whoever we have to prove this to that you can be open safely yeah if you're just defiantly being open and just doing whatever you want well that's why things keep getting shut down yeah if you could be like look we're a gym we're open we're clean we're sanitizing like it can be we're limiting how many people are in the gym it'd be a different story like if there had been even like half of the people that were in that gym it probably wouldn't have been that big I would have felt better but just watching all the people that were in there and it's also just like so like they're so sneaky like they're just walking mm-hmm. so nonchalantly and then all of a sudden they just walk into this door and you're like oh because they, they are going because you can only get in the door with a pass yeah so it's not like anybody can just walk in like you have to I believe you have to scan your pass yeah to get in it's not like an LA fitness or 24 yeah. where you go in and check in yeah it's like completely different so you're able to kind of just like sneak these people in because it's just like this little family run gym it was such a crazy experience oh my gosh but I mean but if you get caught you're gonna have to suffer the consequences yeah but again I see though why people are taking the risk yeah speaking of taking risks I quit my job in the middle of a pandemic I know you stress me out (laughs) Yeah, I, like, think about it because I'm on two-week fun employment, which is, I'm glad I did this for myself because when's the last time I ever really took time off that, like, I didn't... You could enjoy and not stress out that you're missing work? Yeah, or just, like, even when you do take time off of work, like, for the most part, it's, like, for a purpose. Like, it's to go on a trip. Like, I'm going on a family vacation. Yeah, and there's, like, the stress of, like, packing and traveling and, like, making plans and stuff. And so it's just nice to actually have time off where I don't have to have plans. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm pretty nervous about that choice. I feel like things are starting to like, hopefully get back to a normal, like I said, it's never going to be normal, but the fact that you were even able to find another job, mm-hmm. I think is a good sign. Yeah. Because I do think there are a lot of jobs out there. Yeah. People just are scared to leave. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, there's just crazy qualifications. Like I really believe I actually know that I wouldn't have got the show if I didn't know people that already work there because like how many 
I had been looking for a new job for a really long time, mm-hmm. to be honest. And like, there was just, I wasn't qualified or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's just like, after conversations with other people, it's like, like the being qualified for a job, just unless it's like so specific, like obviously I couldn't go be an engineer like Rob, yeah. you know, but like being qualified for so many like tech jobs or software jobs or whatever, there's really no such thing as being like needing certain qualifications it's mm-hmm. really more about who you know and I like think that's most places yeah. these days like I feel like even though pre-COVID our unemployment rate was like super low which yeah. was awesome um it's super low but it's also hard to find jobs yeah like there's not a lot of jobs out there because everybody's working yeah which is good but yeah it's not like I feel like do you remember back in like our early 20s like you just had to like get on Craigslist and like yeah. I got like three jobs off Craig like three good jobs off Craigslist. It's so crazy. It that's how no like legit jobs, not like oh the Craigslist like this is sketchy. Yeah. Like well one of them ended up being sketchy, <laughs> but that was like eight months. But I worked there for like eight months. Yeah, I forgot all about that job. And some, like Russian or something. Well, yeah. Slot. So you know, side story. I worked at this um, wheelchair. <laughs> repair place question mark we're not really sure so i worked at the corporate office and i started out as a secretary and i found the job on craigslist Mm -hmm. we were very small within like six months we opened up like 20 or 30 we had like five or six when i started Mm -hmm. we opened up like 20 or 30 more within an extremely short period of time yeah which is always questionable questionable when you have that much growth and I transferred to like a different department and then all of a sudden like one day we're sitting there just working and just like typing on my computer and all of a sudden these people come up the stairs and they say everybody put your hands up like don't touch anything get away from your desk and go downstairs like this is the FBI and I'm (laughs) like like out of the blue we had no warning apparently the owner of the company knew this was going to happen but what was sketchy was the day before we got this email that our payday was going to be moved like for two days later Mm -hmm. and everyone was like well that's weird that's like not a thing but no one knew what like these (sighs) these people were kind of weird so it wasn't like super abnormal but then all of a sudden the next day we're getting raided by the fbi so they like put us all down in like this little room put your hands up this is the fbi <laughs> like don't touch anything like that don't doesn't touch even your computers sound real like so we all go downstairs and i'm like in the room with my friend that i worked with and we're like what is going on yeah and we're like are we even gonna get paid because at that point we just assumed this place would get shut down yeah. and we just wanted our pay like our last paycheck so we go back the next day we have like a big office meeting and they're like okay so you know some events happened yesterday like totally casual basically they were getting um investigated for medicare fraud which most of our like 90 percent of our clients were on medicare Mm -hmm. and so the insurance would cover the repairs well apparently what was happening is because i worked in customer service so i got all these phone calls from people well, they said they repaired stuff that they didn't repair, and you mm. guys are billing for this or that. And, of course, I'm just like, well, these people are kind of old. Like, they don't really know what's going on. 
but that's basically what's happening was yeah. that they were billing for parts that they weren't really fixing mm-hmm. and there was really no way to prove that they did or didn't unless this person really knew their chair yeah and so slowly after that happened all of a sudden like I got a promotion which didn't make sense they let like over we had to close half the shops they let I worked with a team of like six people and I was the last one they kept me and all of a sudden we started which is even sketchier started like outsourcing our customer service to Mexico and that means that people were calling in and giving their social security numbers across international borders which apparently is illegal as well and I had to go down to TJ a couple times to like work at this call center I forgot that you had to go down to TJ Mm -hmm. that is I forgot completely about so like I had this really cool position all of a sudden I was like a manager I got this big raise but then within like three months they went bankrupt and had to let everybody go and it got closed down I got like randomly laid off and then within like two months after me getting laid off, like it was gone. I literally. And the owner ran, went back to Russia and left it all on his girlfriend that still was in America. Oh my God. <laughs> it literally sounds like made up. Like it sounds fake. Like I forget that I forgot that that all happened. <laughs> We've lived some crazy lives. But back to the job situation. <laughs> after that, I got another job that I found on Craigslist too. And it was, like, a legit job when I worked at the, um... Psychare? Yeah, Psychare. Oh. I worked at, like, a psychiatrist's office. I didn't realize you found that job on Craigslist, uh-huh. too. Because I got laid off, and I was like, okay, I've got bills to pay. I took, like, a two-week vacation, fun, you know, whatever, unemployment. And then I started working within, like... I think I started, like, the week before Christmas. Yeah. So I was only unemployed for, like, two and a half weeks. So crazy. Now, if someone were to tell me they're starting a job they found on Craigslist, I'd be like, you're going to get murdered But now, or yeah, something. like, I mean, that was five years, six years ago? Yeah. I don't know if now I would try to find a job on Craigslist. Yeah. Not with all the Glassdoor, LinkedIn, like... Yeah, and there's just much indeed, more reputable... Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't... I wouldn't suggest Craigslisting jobs anymore. But that will... I also found a job on Craigslist where I was a receptionist at a day spa. Oh, yeah, the one in Rancho, right? Yeah, that one lasted a while, but it just wasn't, like, a job for me. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like working there. What's been your favorite job that you've ever had? I don't know. Um... Like, I look back, I really liked ESS. I loved like, ESS. Like, I loved, I loved ESS when I first started working there. Mm-hmm. And then it became, like, I was there for so long, and I wasn't progressing, like, any higher. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't make sense yeah. for me to work there anymore. And all the people I was working with were, like, five, six years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Like, these kids were like, I was in ESS, like when I first started yeah so I was like okay it's time for me to go I kind of lost interest the last year because I got passed up for a promotion that Mm. I think I should have gotten and then after that I was just kind of like well it's just a job to pay my bills yeah I really liked working at site care Mm -hmm. there was a lot of drama lots of girls drama yeah because it was just all girls that worked there so it was just like constant drama yeah. but I like the I like I like what I did 
Like, I like doing administrative work. Yeah. So it was, like, super busy, super fast-paced. Like, I caught on really easily. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed the work that I did. Mm -hmm. But I didn't always enjoy (laughs) the people that I worked with. Like, the environment. But I think my favorite job was the one I had in Idaho. When I worked at the school. Yeah. So I worked at an elementary school Uh, We called it resource room, which was just, like, our special ed department. So we worked with kids with, like, learning disabilities or behavior issues. Um, And I did that for a couple years. And I think that was my favorite job. Yeah. Because it was, like, super chill. I loved all the people I worked with. Um, It was really stressful. um, Just because you never knew. Every day was different. Yeah. Like, all these kids, like were very low income like their lives were just such a mess like we they didn't know it was gonna happen every day so we didn't know it was gonna happen every day yeah like did they even have dinner last night I don't know yeah are they gonna come and try to punch me today I don't know maybe am I yeah. gonna get a chair thrown at me probably like yeah you just never knew it was gonna happen well and that's like the best part about jobs like that and even with ESS because like you and I both worked at like what were c- considered like the poorer schools mm-hmm poor districts and stuff is like you get to be like the an adult for these kids that Mm -hmm. don't get the attention from the adults in their lives that don't that just need an adult that like can care about them they need a stable person yeah and I think that's why it's so sad right now with all the schools being closed it like really stresses me out I don't have kids in school but I know that all the kids I've worked with in the past like their only stability is school. school. Some of their only meals are at school. Yeah. And so for schools to be shut down, especially kids with who are in special ed and who already have learning disabilities or behavioral or problems. behavior problems, yeah. they're already behind and missing this school. They're going to be even farther behind. Like it should be interesting in like 10 years or so when we see like the impact that like kids not being able to go to school has. Yeah. Because these kids like some of the kids I worked with like you literally had to sit with them read them like it was in their IEP like they Mm -hmm. can't read they can't do math you had to sit there and walk through them step by step and when they're at home living with their grandparents who don't know technology or with mom who's out doing drugs they're not doing their schoolwork yeah they're already grades behind yeah and they're not going to ever be able to catch up yeah that's like the hardest thing and it's just like not even outside of the kids that have learning disabilities or behavioral problems and things like that. It's like even just kids that like school Mm -hmm. or that like need it for socializing. Like we were talking about kids that we to socialize. Yeah. Kids that we know that don't really have friends their Mm -hmm. age. Like they need socialization Mm -hmm. so they can grow into like decent teenagers and humans in general, you know, because it's like, you just can't stay in your bubble and it's like it's going to be even harder because we are already being told to stay in our bubble so I get so torn with everything going on because it's like I know we need to be careful with COVID and um, like I do believe that it's real and people are sick and dying from it but I also believe we can't forever just shut down everything yeah it's just not going to be good for society for our economy for our kids like I'm so grateful that I only have a three-year-old that I don't have a kid in school right now yeah because what about parents who work yeah how are they going to homeschool their kids it's impossible 
Hey guys, it's Victoria. I started editing and realized that for some reason there must have been some technical difficulties because it stopped recording mine and Leah's conversation at this point. Um, I think we started kept talking for probably about another 10 to 15 minutes before her daughter woke up from her nap. So we kind of cut it short anyways. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure really what happened. So I am just ending it here. I hope that you guys enjoyed us rambling and talking about stuff that is just super like not thought out. <laughs> so uh, I want to thank Leah for joining me again. I always love having her on the podcast because her and I can literally just talk about anything for a really long time. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I'll see you guys next time.